So I was, I was going to play with gaming with you guys. So Christopher's not here, so I can't play a game. It's going to be a, a, a worse game, but I guess I can still play the game. I'm going to play the game anyway. A worse a what game? All right. I'm going to describe the actions of a person. Okay. And, and w- the first person who dings their buzzer can can guess who it was. Okay. Who it is. Okay. So get ready. Are you ready to ding your buzzer? Ding. Or buzz your dinger? Or ding your dinger? Yeah. Or whatever. buzz your buzzer? Yes. Okay. So here we go. Okay. Uh, young, stupid Wall Street guy, investment mm-hmm. banker type, right? Okay, works on Wall Street for a few years, then gets a bright idea to buy the patent on a drug for Alzheimer's disease that uh, the big company that developed the drug discovers doesn't work because they've, they've run two clinical trials mm-hmm. on it and it is now clearly does not work. The young kid from Wall Street, though, buys the drug anyway, gets his mom gets his mom mm-hmm. to uh, rewrite some of the studies to make it look like it worked. Oh, nice. Right? Are you with me so far? Yeah. Because she's, she's a doctor. Quote, oh. She's a, quote, doctor. Got it. And then the, the kid, the stupid Wall Street kid, packages it up as a new company with a new drug that's going to, you know, really suck it to Alzheimer's. It's totally revolutionary. Goes on Jim Cramer's show. That's the, the, the idiot. Yeah, I know Jim Cramer, pumps, yeah. Pumps and dumps stocks. Right, right. I think it was at the time... When he when the IPO when he does the IPO the initial public offering mm-hmm. of stock, it you know doubles in price and it, I think it was one of the biggest biotechs of all start um, IPOs of all time, and it goes from fifteen dollars the initial opening all the way up to one hundred fifty dollars at one point. Okay, who is it? And and then no 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 you have to buzz it when you know who it is. Oh okay. You don't know who it is yet. I'll give you the answer at the end, but we're not done with the story. Okay. Because. The next part of the story is, well, they have to do more clinical trials. That's just part of the deal, right? So the next round of clinical trials comes back and guess what? It doesn't work. And the stock loses 99% of its value in one day. Okay. Goes on $150 to $1.50. Nice. Okay. Actually, actually less than $1.50. Okay. Oh, but there's a catch. What? Uh, the guy who I'm describing and all of his friends at the company, they sold their stock before the results were announced. Hmm. So they made billions of dollars, mm-hmm. got out, and then any anybody who didn't know the results of the tests got screwed. Isn't that insider trading? Uh, you know, it, it could be considered insider trading. It could be. It could be. So you don't know who it is? Leonardo DiCaprio, because he was in Wall Street. Uh, no. Okay. I think Wasn't you're confusing him? actors with the roles that uh, they play. Okay. <laughs> I don't know who it is. No, he—he's—he. I guess you could consider this guy an actor. He's currently in the role of a Republican presidential candidate named Vivek Ramaswamy. Oh, really? Yeah, this is the tech bro. This is where he made all of his money scamming people. And the funny follow-up is that the parent company—he has got a parent company, that little shell company that he had uh-huh. running the little Alzheimer scam. Each of the last three years, it's lost a billion dollars. Wow. I don't know anything about him. I'm not following politics. It's just too painful. Well, I think I've, I think I've told you all you need to know about him. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for that. But and this is going to make you even angrier. You you got to you got to stop and think about this for a second. Okay. It's one thing to run a scam like that, a con mm-hmm. on 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 Wall Street types, because that's right. you know he's running a scam on Wall Street types. They they were too dumb right. to figure out that he was just repackaging a failed drug. Thanks, Jim Cramer, for doing your due diligence. Right. The thing that really gets me, though, the thing that really makes me want to kick this guy in the balls is that he <laughs> ran another clinical trial on human beings. No way. Who thought this drug might work. 
they were given a drug and they say, hey, this, this might cure your Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. People are saying this is a really good drug. Mm-hmm. So it's giving them false hope. But and to do that to, to Alzheimer's patients and their families seems like... It's cruel. Uh, it's cruel. It's, it's really horrible to, to be able to do that to someone. That takes just a tremendous amount of psychotic instinct. I don't know what it is, but psychopathy, mm-hmm. psychopathy. Something, I don't know. Evil. It's, it, well, it, it's yeah, evil. It's, yeah, it's greed. It's greed, too. It's greed and a lack of, like, a moral compass. Do you hear my dogs? No, thank God. He's pulling number three, so. There's he is. Oh, great. He's getting it's, a ton of press. It's like, how in the hell? Republicans have lost their fucking minds. But how in the hell does this, like, rot continue? This moral corruption, this corrupt... I mean, it's just how in the hell has it gained so much traction where it's becoming, like, normative? That's what I don't understand. They, they sell the idea of success, and they don't care. Plus, if he's saying all the right things, you know, he's he's cheering for the right team. And the Republicans give you a pass if you're, ma- if you're making the right noises. It just It just makes no sense because... To me, it's like they're not doing the work for the people, clearly. All right, so that was one way to start off. Okay, good. That was a Let's good Let's get one. some follow-up. Now, now we go into some follow-up. Go for it. All right, I was talking last week about Martin Mull and his secret show in the bathroom. I said it was at the Met, but it was actually the Boston Museum of Fine Arts, not oh. the MoMA. And this was done in 1971. Wow. So I'm thinking, of course, it, c- it couldn't have been the MoMA or the Met in New York City in 1971 mm-hmm. if you tried to pull that shit. Uh, you would have gotten shot and mugged on the way. <laughs> and then probably probably shot and mugged in the bathroom and then shot and mugged again on the way out. So clearly not in New York. Okay, so that was the correction? Yeah. He wasn't shot and mugged because it was in Boston, not okay. New York. Okay, Well, that's a relief. That's the follow-up. That's a relief. What else yeah. do you have? Oh, follow-up-wise? Mm-hmm. That's it. Oh, well, unless you want to do some like in-depth follow-up on the Orlando Museum of Art. <laughs> we could do that. Things haven't been going well for them. No, it hasn't. They've been having a little bit of a problem. Yes. Can you refresh our, our listeners? Well, uh, when I say issue? a little bit of a problem, uh, it, it's important to understand that the uh, what I mean by that is the American Alliance of Museums. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's placed it's placed the Orlando Museum of Fine Art uh, on probation. Right. You're not museuming well You're enough. not museuming. Right. I think we're talking about the um, Basquiat exhibit that was... The, Fakes. There was, yeah, there was a little bit of a problem. We talked about this a few mm-hmm. episodes back. Right. Where the new the new curator came in, Aaron DeGroft. Aaron DeGroft. Uh, came in and decided to rearrange the schedule and put this, this Basquiat show up. Mm-hmm. Turns out the Basquiat show was a bunch of fakes. And we, when we broadcasted this initially, we were like, we were talking about how uh, you know, there are several other curators and authenticators mm-hmm, who had mm-hmm. who had brought this to the attention of the museum. The museum's like, well, no, our our guy says it's okay, so we're gonna we're gonna keep showing. Right, we had a whole work. chain of custody almost in terms of how <laughs> this went down. Right? Oh yeah, my just... god, you, that that show. We should go back and listen. That show was crazy because like all these grifters were involved in it. The three right. people who were trying to, who were trying to put the show on were all convicted felons. Right. Oh gosh. The punchline now mm-hmm. is that is that the museum is suing Aaron DeGroft mm-hmm. because of this this it it shattered their reputation. It did shatter their reputation, a long reputation. So the sh- the FBI raided the show, mm-hmm. looked at the the works, and just decide and and came to the conclusion that uh, how many of them were fakes? 
Was it all of them? Was it was it one? Was it was it two? Was it three? Or was it twenty five? It was twenty five. Yeah. It was well. it was it was twenty five. Good call. You have the correct answer. Yes. Twenty five fake works in the show. First of all, to me, it completely denigrates Basquiat's work to say that someone can just like I know you're rolling your eyes, but you no, know, no, no, no. You did. know the part that the, the part that denigrates it for me is that. I can see these aren't as good as his works. Right. And I, I don't think his works are very good to begin with, but it, that's the part that denigrates it. It it, right. it, it, it makes it, it, if they were good fake weots, mm-hmm. that'd be one thing. These these weren't good. No. And what what was your point? I'm sorry. I over, well, I that was my again. point. It's just oh. I thought it denigrated his work and then for someone to run such a scam, you know, based on this kind of like naive work, I mean, to some of it, you know, it's linear. It's just, you know, whatever. And to and to pull such a scan, it just makes me wonder about what else is out there. What are we looking at? I was reading an article the other day that said, like, I don't know, a certain huge percent of fossils in museums are not real fossils. They're created. And they talked about, like, how to, how they make well, these fossils. True. Yeah. Yeah. And so I thought the, they were the, real. I didn't know they were fake. Well, there are not that many. A, there aren't that many fossils that go around, mm-hmm. and B, there are very few intact fossils. Right. So when you see a full Tyrannosaurus Rex, you have to assume that only a small fraction of that comes. It, it's a combination of bones from a, a bunch of different finds. It's not like there are right. a thousand fully formed and fully preserved t- Tyrannosaurus Rex remains. Anyway, that may be a weak analogy or comparison, but this whole situation really got to me. Just knocking off someone's work, passing it off as something else, making money on it, money, 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 constantly, just like the first thing you were saying in terms of the Alzheimer's drug. It's no different. I already forgot about that. Oh. Anyway, it's, it's, yeah, to me it's not different. Bad, it's just that, always that running. A, that was a bad dementia joke. Um, <laughs> kind of like McConnell. Oh, I didn't even ba- get that. So where's my mind been? I didn't even get that. All right, McConnell. That. All right, McConnell. <laughs> oh uh, you, you freezing up? I'm freezing. Oh, that was that was hard to watch, and I'm no it fan. It was. I'm no Jesus fan. Jesus Christ, I, I hate that guy. I generally hate his policies and mm-hmm. the things he's done. Oh, absolutely. Country. I, th- I think right. I think he's a, he's a treasonous bastard. I think he should be held accountable for the treason. He's. Uh-huh. But when I saw the video of McConnell, Senator McConnell, freeze up. Uh huh. I felt bad for him. I know it tugs at your heart. I really felt so, bad for him. It's amazing being able to feel sympathy for the devil, but apparently I can. Me too. I don't think we're the only ones. It was hard to watch. Um, Based on the comments I've read online, um, there are a lot of us who can feel sympathy for people that are mm-hmm. bad. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of a lot of people who just want to see him go down and, and, and reveled in it. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's a little bit gross. It's, it's really gross. Um, I think what the lesson should be is just... Not necessarily term limits, but age limits. I know that sounds ageist, nope. and people come at yeah. me. No, that's that's un, that's that's. I think that's really dumb. And and the comments were also overflowing with people saying that there should be age limits. We don't know how old a, a person is going to be when they lose their mind. They literally could be forty-five years old and start. Suffering well, I'm from losing dementia. my mind. I just had a birthday, and I feel like I'm losing my mind. Are you forty-five? No, but I'm not as old as Mitch McConnell. Okay, uh, yeah. But so I'm not on the top of my game. Limits, I mean, it's not the same thing know, as it was. I know, but a- age limits, that's what I'm saying, though. Age limits do, don't tell you when someone is suffering from dementia or some, right. or some other You think this is dementia? Yeah, you I'm, you can have stuff. No, no, no. Uh, you can, I'm not trying to diagnose him. Right, right. Because, I, I, A, I'm not a doctor, and, B, anyone who tries to diagnose over the Internet like that uh, should have their license revoked because you right. can't. Right, Yeah, I have no idea what's going on with the man. It's just uh, hard but to watch. My, my point is you can have 
brain problems, neurologic problems, mm-hmm. starting at any age. True. So, so trying to cap, you know, saying, oh, well, we'll, we'll stop all this the, you know, demented people from owning the country mm-hmm. by having an age limit. We don't know when that, that that's going to take effect for people. That's a good point. That's a good point. And, and Biden, as slow as he is, seems to be sitting on top of a really successful administration. And I wouldn't want to take that away. True. I mean, granted, it would be nice. We I don't see why we couldn't have a younger person on mm-hmm. top of a good administration like that. But it seems to be working. So why mess with it? Okay. And Nancy Pelosi, uh, I think, would still eat both of our lunches. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Point taken. I agree. I agree now. My father's in his 80s, and he's smarter than I am still. Yeah. Maybe because I'm living in the throes of dementia. <laughs> yeah. That's true. <laughs> well, not you personally. Not me personally, but if it's catchy, I'm going down. <laughs> so, Though yeah. the number of chihuahuas that seem to be per- uh, proliferating oh, my at chihuahuas. your address, I'm starting to wonder if maybe you are suffering from something. I had to lock them up in their tent. Good. Lock them up. Lock, <laughs> lock them up. up. <laughs> lock her up. Okay. So anyway, getting back to Basquiat. Yeah. Oh, how, yeah. how did you feel about this? I mean, they they lied to the FBI. It's not a question of lying directly to the FBI. They just lied to the public, and the they FBI said, "Hey, you're not allowed to do that, sir. Mm-hmm. You can't misrepresent artists' paintings because this is we're talking about millions of dollars now. So that's like mm-hmm. serious no no. Especially because rich people might be buying it. So that's double no no. So don't, crazy. Don't mess the rich people." Right. That's why I didn't want to publish mine, my fake squiot. If you publish them mm-hmm. as a fake squiot, I think you're okay. You're disclosing that it's not a real basquiat. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, clearly because there were BTS references all over it. Okay. <laughs> you could just say he was clairvoyant. Clairvoyant. <laughs> yeah, I did that after they announced their cause. The the first article and this subsequent art, these subsequent articles about it, I I, I just. They need to turn this into a movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, it couldn't be like a thriller or something because no one would believe all the stuff that goes, the shenanigans that goes on. It, w- I think, it would make a, a phenomenal comedy. It would be a phenomenal comedy, uh, kind of under the guise of like Ocean's Eleven or something. That no, there's way too much competence. This is Ocean Eleven by done, but done by morons. Right. Because this is this is Ocean's Eleven. It's like Ocean's. What's a, n- dumb na- a dumb number? 13? Ocean's 13? I don't they know did Ocean's 13. All right. Okay. Well, is it there a dumb number? It can't be Ocean's. It would have to be cardboard. Sounds, as in like a, a sound of body of water smaller than, <laughs> or lake. Lake's 11. Lake's 11. Pond's 11. <laughs> Pond. Puddles. Puddles 11. Puddle. Puddles 11. I think that's You're a better. Puddle. Yeah. Goddamn puddle. That's better. So we'll link the former um, podcast in the notes. And that I thought that was an interesting. We really laid it out in that one. So basically they got caught. Of course, we can't have a movie of it right now because the actors and the writers are on strike because the, the bigwigs um, want them to have even less money. So it's pretty obvious. Anybody who's paid any attention to the actors and screen the the writers and mm-hmm. actors complaints knows that they have a they have genuine complaints. They and do. The the bigwigs at the studios are really being assholes about it. On Instagram, I found this amazing creator. Let me look up her name again. Uh, okay. El Cordova. I can't, I can't express 
the amount of appreciation I have for her and her talent. She's just she writes writes little music stuff, but she's mm-hmm. also a total nerd, so she can nerd on on anything and turn it into a beautiful well, not a beautiful a clever piece of music very quickly. Like she did something from Neil, Neil deGrasse Tyson about the universe or whatever it was I don't remember, and then she turns around and does a huge deep dive on Star Trek. But anyway, she did a she did a little song about the, the actors and uh, writers. And and the first comment on that video uh, was a guy complaining about, oh, you know, sure, these actors, you know, two or three years ago, they were telling us all stay, you know, stay home. Uh, some some weird, some weird, bizarre kind okay. of conspiracy uh, COVID thing mm-hmm. where okay. apparently the actors were the ones telling us to stay home, not oh. the CDC, right? It was the actors. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. He's like, uh, oh, sure, you know, they were being holier than now, and they had millions of dollars, and it's like, this guy seems to have completely missed the thread, and it's one of the real thing that it's a joy to me that I can block these assholes, mm-hmm. so I blocked him, but it, the idea, it just struck me as being strange, he's like, to attack struggling actors and writers. Mm-hmm. So if we wrote our own screenplay, would we be scabs? Well, the other thing is, just at one point is like okay. he completely missed his point because um, it was the screen actors and the writers who got really hurt by the COVID because they had to stop all their productions. They did. There is so much stupid online. I really should probably spend you know, time I, online. You know, I have enhanced my life. And cri- First of all, I got off of Twitter slash X ages ago. And we all know the story. If anyone listens to this, they know my angst with, with Twitter slash X. I've actually like pulled back from Instagram and a lot of stuff. And I, I have a lot more time. Not that I do anything with it, but I mean, I'm not like embroiled in getting that like gut wrenching, like irritation, reading the stupid comments and going through some stuff. There are a couple people I follow on Instagram and just a couple things, you know, but by and large, it's a time suck for me and it doesn't make me feel good. And I'm tired of every time someone has a good idea or something creative or witty or funny, and then someone's always got to throw shade. And it's just, it's like, you know, you can say anything and people's like instant knee jerk response is to be negative. And I'm just tired of it. So I'm tuning it out. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, I've gotten pretty good at at negating that stuff and turning it off. And I I don't want to turn off Instagram completely because I wouldn't be exposed to people like El Cordova or this this other guy whose name I don't remember, but he does, um, he has a bunch of cats and he does videos with his cats and they're hysterical. I think he's, I think he's a writer for one of the uh, comedians. Mm Mm-hmm since he's not doing anything right now because they're on strike, he's been working with his cats. <laughs> I love it. Cats are so, cats are worse than chihuahuas. Uh, cats are fantastic and to say they're worse than chihuahuas is utterly mad, utterly mad. It's maddening. That's the worst thing I've heard in my entire life. <laughs> no, it's not. That is like a crime I think, against well, cats I, I and like, humanity. I'm horribly allergic to cats, so that's where my frame of reference is. But well, you know, if you rub there. them against your face, you will eventually build up a tolerance to them. Oh God! Yeah, my eyes are still watering from a week ago, but it could be the air quality in Phoenix. Yeah, it could be that. Yeah, the, it, it was like in the dangerous category last night. It's always over four hundred. No, no, not no, no, four hundred and thirty-two. It was uh, in the like deep red, like danger, danger. Yeah. Will Robinson. I, don't think you watch it on a daily basis. Well, uh, we had a dust do. storm last night, but it's it's usually awful. Anyway, yeah. Uh, anyway. Just to finish up on the Orlando stuff, yeah, so the Orlando finish. Museum of Art is suing uh, Aaron DeGroft. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you, what do you think should be the outcome of that case? I think they should sue them, and I don't know. 
how do you repair a reputation? What difference does it make? What money? I mean, they didn't do due diligence. People were greedy and they jumped on the bandwagon. Well, I that's mean, my point. I mean, I so say, I don't know. I, I don't, mean, so money, shmoney. I, w- I mean, they, they've lost their reputation. I would, you know? I would rule. I would rule against the museum. Yeah. Because I would say, look, you, you guys are the ones who hired him, and then you let him reschedule the the, the schedule, your schedule, and uh-huh. then you let him bring in this Basque, these Basquiat paintings, which everyone was telling you were fakes. You know, do you due diligence? It's your fault, museum. Right. I'm sorry, but if you were more competent, you wouldn't have hired him in the first place. Totally agree. And again, how do you repair the reputation? Because now, you know, I would, if I was a donor to the museum or a, a patron, I would really think twice. I mean, hopefully they've learned a lesson. They just have to do their due diligence. It's not that exactly. hard. And, and yeah, you yeah you can repair their reputation. You just, it's, it takes time and It's going to take a lot of time. Mm-hmm. You have to apologize. You have to reach out to the Basquiat family and maybe either put on a small show describing what you did and mm-hmm. why it's important not to do things like that mm-hmm. and maybe even get a, a show, you know, put a show on for Basquiat. Like I a think genuine they Basquiat, a genuine Basquiat. With a foundation. Not that I would, you know, support any Basquiat shows, but. I would. But, um, but the, what, no, well, in this case. That, that, yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. What, what do you think should be done with the 25 pieces? Normally I would say, well, you know, you hold on to them just uh, for legal cases and for legal mm-hmm. reasons and to have them. I mean, now they are items of curiosity, mm-hmm. except that we know that fakes get recycled into mm-hmm. the art world. Uh, so it, maybe they should just be destroyed. I wondered about that. And there was another article or somewhere that I was reading. They're like, they didn't determine at that point that all 25 were were not generated by Basquiat. And they were like, well, if we destroy them all, maybe we're destroying something that actually is his work. But I don't think there's really any question that this isn't his work. I just don't, right. you know. If the box that the work is painted on mm-hmm. can clearly be shown to have been made after he died. Right. It's not it's his. safe to destroy that. Because I personally think that, I mean, one of two things, if they can sequester them in a collection and then show it as like a bad example or whatever. But ultimately, I think they should be destroyed. That's yeah, my... the thing is, you can't trust the art world, right? <laughs> right? Like if you if we could trust the art world, we could say, okay, you guys, you know, mark these as fakes and do what you want with them. But we know that we can't trust them. And they're like right. children. Like you can't leave a box of cookies out on the table with a bunch of five-year-olds. They're going to eat them. You can say, hey, guys, don't eat the cookies. We're going to leave them here, but don't eat them. Mm-hmm. The five-year-olds are going to eat them. I would eat them. Catherine, Catherine, Catherine. Anyway, well, we beat that. You know why keto diets work? No, why? Because it dehydrates you and you lose water weight. Mm. That's why everybody thinks keto is so great because the first couple of weeks you can lose 10 pounds. Well, that 10 pounds was water, which you're going to gain back. Well, you need to gain back because it's good to have water weight. Otherwise, you're dehydrated. Right. And it also is, does a number on your kidneys, man. Staying in ketosis all the time is not the greatest thing for your kidneys. Well, it doesn't keep you in ketosis anyway, though. Uh, the Yeah, the keto diet is just stupid. Well, I should try some kind of diet, but I'm not going keto. <laughs> Exercise also has been proven not to be an effective form of weight loss. I saw that. It strengthens you up. It's it's good. It exercise is good. It will make you stronger, feel better, keep you keep you in shape, right? So your joints don't fall apart, your muscles don't fall apart. Um, but yeah, you know, unfortunately, humans are really good at maintaining their weight. Mm-hmm. So you will just eat more to compensate, and your your metabolism will also change to keep keep your weight stasis. Mm-hmm. So the only tried and true way to reduce one's weight is to take in less calories than you burn. Bummer. 
So you just got to be clever about how you do that if you're so inclined to do so. I'm semi-inclined, but today I'm going to Dutch Bros to get a pumpkin brulee or whatever the hell they're making. It's today. They're coming yeah, out. Not the pumpkin okay. spice latte. See, of the ways that it would be easy to avoid unnecessary caloric intake, that mm-hmm. seems like it would be high on the list of something that would be easy to avoid. It is, but I have to try it. Because I'm Why? not a huge fan. Because everyone goes like, pumpkin spice latte, PSL, PSL. Man, was getting like lots of texts. I don't know what PSL, what? Pumpkin spice latte. Like, okay. You know, from Starbucks. It's like the this, you know, 20-year-old like phenomenon of a drink. So long story short, I had one once and I just wasn't, maybe it wasn't a good one, but I wasn't that excited about it and I and I just couldn't go back. And so they've relaunched like their, this is another nonsensical train of thought, but they relaunched like a lot of their fall drinks. So I've tried the pumpkin spice chai tea latte, which was super sweet. It has like, like 60 milligrams of sugar. All, you know, it's just like eating a... It's like beyond Snickers. It's like, whoa, my teeth hurt. It was delicious, but you can't do much of it. You can't go all the way. You can't drink the whole thing. And so then yesterday I tried their pumpkin spice cold brew, which was delightful because it wasn't supersonic sweet. It just had like the cold brew coffee. It was very intense of the coffee and then the foam. But I didn't want to try another pumpkin spice latte. Maybe I should and compare them. But I just started going to Dutch Bros., and I like their stuff, and um, I'm going to try their this this pumpkin brulee. So they have three versions. I think I'm going to go today and buy all three, and I might go get a pumpkin spice latte and compare them all, and then I'm done. It's just a little taste test, James. Okay. Did that make your head hurt? You're that wincing. sounds horrific to me. You're wincing. I mean, of the ways, like I said, to take a caloric hit, that seems like... Well, a, I'm not going to drink it all. It's a taste test. Uh, I don't have enough money for that. How much is that going to cost? I don't know. 20 bucks? Anyway. I can go get pancakes at the Coronado for that. I'd rather spend my calories on that. Is the Coronado still up and running? Yeah. It's literally down the street. I can walk there. I I love that place. They have vegan pancakes, which are phenomenal. Oh, wow. Yeah, I used to love that place. I had to ask the waitress three times what kind of butter they were serving with Uh it because it's vegan, so it's a vegan butter. Right. I didn't understand her answer because she was simply saying, uh, was it Simple Balance or whatever, off-the-shelf vegan butter there is. It's like (laughs) literally just off-the-shelf. And I'm like, it can't be because this is so good. The pancakes were so good. The butter, I mean, the vegan butter helped, but it was mostly the pancakes that were so good. Second best pancakes I've ever had. The only thing better is... uh, uh, cracker barrels because they have the um, the almonds almonds not almonds uh, pecans pecans in them oh pecans and they're bigger I love making pancakes and putting all kinds of stuff in them well as long as it's vegan you can sell it over at Coronado no, it's not vegan are you vegan now no okay uh, it's a vegan restaurant that's what oh, I'm saying right it and, is and, yeah. the, and the fact that they can because I've had vegan pancakes before and they were literally inedible mm-hmm. so f- going from inedible to b- the second best pancakes I've ever had is is a pretty big jump so I, it, it is possible to make stupendously good vegan pancakes it's <laughs> not everyone knows how unfortunately right I think a lot of the vegan food has taken a, a, a jump in the more palatable direction I think that we had a lot of bad vegan food because people weren't paying attention to how it was made. They were mm-hmm. they were new vegans trying to come up with new recipes instead mm-hmm. of looking at what the historically every region of the world mm-hmm. has foods that are not specifically intended to be vegan. You know, they don't start; they just are vegan. 
But like you go right. to the Mediterranean, you go to Asia, you go to India, they're all, every one of these areas you can find things that aren't specifically vegan but are vegan. They, mm-hmm. just, they just don't use any animal products. That's just right. how, it, how it works out. Uh, so we had a lot of bad vegan food because people were trying to make vegan bread without any understanding of how to do it. Um, mm-hmm. And they were trying to you know, make vegan, quote, replacements for cheese mm-hmm. and all this other stuff. And you just don't just bypass that and look what people have been making for hundreds of years that they like already. What was the butter? Not, Simply what? I don't know. It's whatever the off the shelf vegan. It's literally you can go to the grocery store and get the vegan butter. I'll try it. I can't simply simple. I don't remember what it was. I'll try it. it. It was cheap and easy. Sounds well, good. it was it was good on the pancakes. I don't know if it would be good on other stuff. I don't use butter very much. I can't remember the last time I actually did use butter. No, that's yeah, that's just a blank. I don't use butter. Interesting. Well, why would I? I mean, I don't make anything that would require butter. True. I mean, I don't I haven't made a piece of toast in years. That's the only <laughs> place I think I could. I don't make toast. I'm kind of into pita breads now. That sounds really interesting. Uh, anyway, so. <laughs> Where's this going? What toast. are we going to talk about next? This toast. Episode, this, so episode to- is this episode is sponsored by Toast. Can, can I say my thing now, please? Go, please go. Okay, thank you. <laughs> this episode, we're going to be talking about Toast. So come with us on our journey where we explore Toast and toasters and things that you can put on Toast and things that you can use to spread the things that you put on Toast. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for this ride of toast? This podcast is toast. 